so this is continuing on from season one, episode two. Um, I kind of forget where I stopped. I'm sorry. Um, oh yeah. So the, the other guy, I get out, um, the car that they told me would be in like auto return. It wasn't there. It was a big thing. I thought my car was stolen. They said, I need to make a police report. I'm like, no, fuck that. The police took it. Ends up being in Lawrence Police Department. Anyways, this takes, all of this takes from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Okay? Oh, that's what I was saying. So, my biological mother lives in Florida. I still have contact with her through text and Facebook. My biological father lives in Indianapolis. That's a whole nother subject. I'm probably not even really going to touch on it. He has his own issues. Um, We do not talk. Uh, My biological aunt and I are very close. I love her with absolutely all my heart and she's the only person that um I trust and I care about and I love and I very much want her in my life forever um she's the only person that has helped me so if I want to make anybody proud it'd be her um with that said um that's why I drove to my aunt's work so she could take me to get my car anyway so I am withdrawing this entire time feeling like pure shit Finally, I get done. I get home. I just get enough for one. Because, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this is why this shit's happening. I cannot use any more. Right? But I'm sick. So, I do it. I've been up then pretty much two two days straight at that point. I crash. I take a shower. get jail off me. Everything. Next day, set my alarm for methadone clinic. It closes at noon. From where I lived to where it was, it was a 27 solid minute drive. I had literally 25 minutes to get there. And I'm ta- I'm saying that's 27 minutes when I've already figured it out because I speed. So, I mean, I am driving a ridiculous rate of speed. I get fucking clocked doing 84 in a 45 by an undercover Dodge Charger on fucking Keystone Avenue. I don't know if anybody's familiar with fucking Indianapolis, but it's a four-lane regular road two lanes one way two lanes the other way it's cool for a minute when it's still a highway for maybe a mile but then it goes you know stoplights median houses right off the side of the road there's nowhere for you to go so at first my great idea and and side note i am completely legal i have my license i have full covers insurance everything okay so, believe me, I'm mad at myself. In the essence, I could have just stopped, take the damn speeding ticket, been on my way and got dope. Missed the clinic, but I would have got dope. But, you know, maybe that would have been the time I died. I don't know. I've had to come to terms with that. But I took the state police on a high-speed chase, got arrested for resisting law enforcement, went back to jail the very next fucking day. Withdrawed in jail for fucking seven days. I think maybe I slept an hour. It was absolutely fucking horrible. Marion County is the worst, dirtiest, nastiest fucking jail ever in the whole world. There's not even cameras in the damn, damn fucking cells. It's horrible. I mean, horrible. There is, now that's damn near worse than prison. There's fights every day. People are stealing people's shit. There ain't no shit to really get there. It's horrible. Anyways, um, so obviously the DCS case started because of me this time. Um because of the OWI, so I get out of jail, 
I go, I get myself, I'm sorry, I'm homeless in my car for a few days. I use, I go crazy nuts. I go start going to Chicago, Illinois and shit, acting insane, doing a ridiculous amount of fucking dope, um, and homeless in my car. Um, so end up going to Recovery Works Maryville. Um, I am there for 13 days. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm there for almost, almost three weeks, I think it was. And 13 of us get kicked out for smoking a cigarette because, okay, so it wasn't smoking the cigarette. We were allowed to smoke cigarettes, but one of us had a lighter and the people, we weren't allowed to have lighters. Um, got kicked out of there. Um, homeless again. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't fucking, you know, for three days, call Fairbanks, get into there again. Now, this is like the fourth time. Okay, so now we're starting to get recent. This is, then this makes my clean day, April 13th of this year. Okay. I do want to lightly touch real quick so I can add to the story at the end here. So, my husband and I... Um, we're, we're talking the whole time he's through, I'm out and he's at Recovery Works Cambridge City. Um, I'm duoing him, you know, videoing him, talking to him. He's talking to our son. Everything's fine. Um, I did say, you know, we are not going to be get together. We're going to be friends and co-parent. Um, I did say that, but in my defense, I was extremely fucking high and I had no emotion at the time. So, once I got clean, I told him I loved him, and I'm sorry, and I didn't mean that. And he said, okay, cool, we'll be together. Um, and then I had a very bad episode at Recovery Works Maryville um, that I've never had before, even though withdrawals have been awful. I've actually been lifelined um, because of withdrawing, by the way. Um, my organs, so you can go without food an actually pretty long time. You cannot go without liquid going on to my fourth day called the email to myself they said I would have been dead that night if I didn't so um just let the insurance companies that right now opiates definitely can make you die um withdrawal can kill you so anyways um and that's a for real personal experience and those answers were from real doctors and nurses um anyways so we're all talking and everything this whole time. Apparently, he's um, with this dude's daughter, who is uh, 37 or 38. I can't, I can't remember now. 37 or 38. Um, even though I know it doesn't matter, she's not cute. And I'm not just being funny or just saying that, but she's not. She's not pretty at all. Um... And I said she she looked like a fucking meth head, but I showed two other people and they said she's a definite fucking crack whore. But anyways, we're getting way off on this subject, but this is the sad thing that just happened to me. Sorry. Um, so go there. So a big thing happened in Recovery Works Maribel. I was withdrawing really, 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 really bad. Um... It was just bad. I was delusional. I was withdrawing so bad. I was rolling around on the bed. I didn't care if my shirt was up. Fucking on the floor. In front of God and everybody. Not giving a fuck. 
Like, it was, I was like, and I'd never had this happen before, but like, all my muscles, not just my legs, and my entire body, my neck, were like, contorting, like the fucking exorcist, it was horrible, I couldn't help it, my head would go completely backwards, but my body forwards, it was fucking terrible, I couldn't talk, I couldn't control my speech, I don't know what the fuck, but it was horrible, fucking horrible, so, um, I don't know, this is not a doctor diagnosis, okay, but I've never had this feeling before, it was really bad, but then all of a sudden my body came to a calmness, My heart was beating hard, but slow. My body was not moving. It was not doing what it was doing anymore. I felt like I didn't have enough energy to even open my eyes, nor did I even want to. And I felt a presence. Like I was truly fucking talking to God. I said how I felt to each one of my boys. And I told God I wanted to make sure that they felt that and knew that. I'm crying now, but I wasn't crying at the time. I was at peace with it. Which is scary for me because I'm always so scared people are trying to kill me. And I said, it's okay, God. I'm ready. You can just go ahead and take me. I've lost my husband. I've lost my boys. I'm sick of using. I'm sick of going through this. Please take my life. Please. I'm ready. It's okay. And I said, if for some reason, God, you don't, I want all the resentments to my husband gone. And I better never fucking use again. And that's the last thing I remember. And I woke up from it. And I was okay. And all I wanted... was my kids and my fucking husband. I wasn't mad at him anymore for starting that DCS case and starting me using again. I wasn't mad. It was gone. It was completely gone. And that might be the serenity for me, not for him. Maybe it wasn't for us to get back together. Maybe it was because I needed to let go. But at the same time, if I need to let go, why not keep the hate? I don't know, but... For the first time, I felt like I don't ever fucking want to use ever again. I felt exactly what I said I wanted if I didn't die. And that wasn't like a prayer. I'm saying like, oh, God, well, if you don't let me die. Like, it was a completely fucking different circumstance. 
Like, I was ready to die. It was like the opposite. Um, I have shared this with my husband. <clears throat> he drove to meet me. Um, I'm sorry. I don't want to get fucking sidetracked. But that happens. And I get kicked out of there. I then, like I said, go to Fairbanks. <clears throat> um, I then go to a rehab called Oxford House in Henderson, Kentucky. I was there right out a month. Um, I met him three times. Um, we both drove halfway. Um, and it, it was great all three times. Um, we kissed. We took pictures. We were funny. Um, loved on each other. It was great. Um, then he kind of just stopped. Um, now I'm minutes from him and he won't meet me, so make that shit make fucking sense. I have no idea what the fuck happened. I'm assuming him and this girl got more serious and it's looking like that's what's happened. Um, he tells me it's to have a place to live, but I'm like, are you really going to be that weak? Like, I could have many men to go live with and I'm not. But anyways, um... I get kicked out of there. Uh, that was a whole thing. I don't really want to get into that. Um, because it just is fucked up. Other women end up going there. that end up being in my IOP class. And said so they're bullied too. So this is the most fucked up rehab I've ever heard of. The addicts run the house. So say there's 12 girls there. And four of the girls don't like a girl and convince some other girls not to like her too and half the house votes that girl out she's gone you don't even have to do nothing wrong you don't even have to relapse or anything if they don't fucking like you you're gone period that's it over with done um so anyways that ends up happening to me so that's what makes me homeless okay so i have been homeless since i went there april 19th um to that place and I believe I got kicked out on like May 14th I believe it was so I have been completely homeless in my car since May 14th this year um so I come back to Indianapolis um I am in IOP at Fairbanks remember I told you I never completed it I not only did it I completed it and got a graduation so I'm really fucking proud of myself for that that was a week shy of three months um I did that for three weeks for three hours um I met some fucking amazing people in that group um one of the girls is still friends um with me to this day um now I'm gonna touch on like what's going on right now so I have been living in my car like I said since um May 14th. Um, while I was in IOP, um, we had to take, uh, I believe it was like 20, like 18 or 20 panel instant drug screens. Um, I stopped at a Circle K and went and did one. Um, I was taking random ones, um, once a week. Went in there to t take one, you know, put it back in the little white thingy that it came in. And there was now hiring sign on the bathroom door. And I asked the lady working. Um, I said, I, I, 
I had taken suggestions in IOP saying, I'm like, you know, should we say we're addicts to other people because they're going to judge us and and think if anything goes wrong, oh, it's got to be them because they're the thieves and they're the addicts and they're on drugs again, blah, blah, blah. And, And I keep being told the same thing is I'm not responsible for other people if they don't believe me. All I can do is be completely 100% honest. So I have started that and I've only got blessings from that. She asked me what I had. I said, it's a drug screen. And I told her I was an IOP. I told her I was serious about working. I said I'd be here every day, but I might be late sometimes. I was upfront and honest from the jump. I said what I was going through with my husband. She knows nothing like this past shit but everything that's going on presently she knows about dcs with my kids she knows that i caused it this time like every fucking thing i've been completely honest and i was hired she gave me her personal cell phone that night came in the next day had the interview my background check came back three days later i started been working ever since okay that's what fucking recovery is she knows i'm a complete addict everything Um, and I stay honest. Any mistake I make here, I own it. Everything. So then if something does come up, you know, they're like, well, Tori's always been completely honest. You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. So far, I think that's what's going on. But anyways. So I'm here. I'm working. Um, so I have not had any contact with my quote-unquote family since February 22nd. Um, my actual sister had me blocked until about three weeks ago when she was forced to unblock me so we could coordinate um, having supervised visitation. I'm supposed to have 12 hours of visitation a week. I'm not getting that. Um, I have missed two visits last Saturdays and this Saturdays. I will not be missing any more, but it was because of work. I'm talking really fast and trying to get this done because I'm tired and I'm hungry. Um, because this Anthony guy which I can say that because he no longer works here. You guys would have no idea who he was. Um, just quit. And so I had to start picking up second shift, even though I was hired for first shift. But my boss called my actual caseworker and was like, explained the whole situation. And we took a picture of the schedule, like all that stuff, because I don't do nothing wrong. I don't have nothing to hide. Um, now I'm started up with an actual lab. I do two random drug screens. Um, with DCS as well as I do now. I've stepped down and do recovery management with Fairbanks as well. And that's in person now. Um, I work. That's all I really do. Um, I live in my car. I sleep in my car. I do everything in my car. It fucking sucks. I got a membership to Planet Fitness. I do. I ended up having the black card. Um, you can just get $10 a month. The black card gives you everything. Um, you have access to everything. So that's how I'm able to shower and stuff. But it does suck. Like, you think, like, oh, we'll be grateful. It's so fucking inconvenient. It's so inconvenient. You got to pack all your shit, haul it in there, unpack it, do it, pack it back up, haul all your shit back out. It's annoying, but it has got me to start working out and shit, so I guess that's good. Um, and I'm losing my weight again. I gained a lot of weight being on methadone. A lot of weight, like... For real, for real, like, I gained 60 pounds on methadone. Dead ass. I've not been able to weigh myself, but I think I'm probably around 135. If it's less, yay. If it's more, boo. But, um, 
I mean, guys, like, it's, it's very real. I am homeless. It's fucking horrible. I have to pee outside sometimes. Um, I'm sur- sure people have seen me fucking naked, you know, changing my clothes. It's hot. It's embarrassing. It's unsanitary. Um, I stink sometimes. And there's really nothing I can do about it. And this is just, this is the realness of it, people. I'm a very fucking clean and hygienic person. And I fucking stink sometimes. For this reason. Okay? Um, I mean, it's just, it's flat out embarrassing, man. Um... With these criminal charges, they are going to have my license suspended. Um, so that's the thing I'm going to be going through. Because it can't be. Um, like I said, I have no family. I have no friends. Nothing. And nobody that can take me around. Um, the bus system, with everything I have to do in regards to DCS visits, drug screens, work, um, recovery, meetings, all that kind of stuff. Um, the time frame is too small. Um, to ride the bus. If I used a lift to do all of that, I would be paying minimum 50 to $80 a day. I'd be working literally for nothing. Um, so I'm literally just unable to. Um, and before anybody says Medicaid, Medicaid van only does strictly doctor visits and you have to schedule it three days in advance. It does not do work or grocery or kids or DCS or... So, explain to me how the system does that and then wants me, and mind you, right, I'm homeless, so my car is my shelter as well, right? So, explain to me exactly how that would be beneficial to me. Like, let's say I had an apartment, okay, to isolate, to not be able to work, not to be able to visit my child, which would then TPR me. And not able to get to my meetings or recovery management or drug screens. Please explain to me how that would be beneficial to me at all. Okay? And mind you, I've done all of this rehab and everything on my own. This is all voluntary. Nobody paid for this. I paid for it by signing up for fucking insurance. Like, I have done all of this. So, all of this hard work... And the pain of losing my child and being in jail and detoxing those seven days is more than a fucking enough work than anybody has ever fucking tried to do to get their motherfucking license back. Like, that is fucked up. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, and you're trying to fuck my life for... I'll lose everything. I'll lose every fucking thing and heaven to fucking bid i finally get a fucking apartment and something happens i'm gonna lose that motherfucker too like i just don't understand so there's that too um i think we're pretty much caught up i hope you guys weren't too i wasn't too fucking scatterbrained but i think telling my whole fucking 33 years of life in fucking an hour and 30 minutes. I think I did a pretty fucking good job. I'd say so myself. Um, I will touch on what happened yesterday really quick. Um, 
without getting too fucking emotional about it. Guys, I am so fucking hungry. I'm sorry. And I think I fucking talked too long and steak and shakes knocked me fucking open for me to get fries. I'm pretty upset. Actually, I think I'm going to drive over there with you guys really quick and see. Well, hold on. I guess I can look on fucking line and see if it's open, huh? Duh. Steak and shake. Nope. Well, cool. It doesn't fucking say because I'm a fucking idiot. Closed. I guarantee it closed at fucking midnight and it's fucking midnight 10 right now. Yep. Awesome. So, well, at least I figured it out. Anyways, okay, so this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then we can, you know, be on the future shit from here on out. Um, so, my husband, I'm going to tell you something first, though. My husband and I have been through the most realest hell on earth you've ever been through. We know each other demons and see the lowest of our lows and looked them in the face and said, I love you. Okay? You can't have that. You can't replace that shit. I never thought he'd ever cheat on me. I'd be with anybody else. I know there's a possibility for everything. I understand that. But I just didn't see ever see that part. The, mani- the manipulation, the most emotional, physical, verbal abuse and shit, whatever. Well, I mean, not whatever, but, like, I foresee that very shortly from the beginning of our relationship. But I really didn't see the whole fucking cheating and shit. We had already agreed to try to continue our relationship. I don't fucking know. It It don't matter at this point. Um, But when we first started talking, he said that there was some girl that was speeding in the house, like on dope, some type of speed, whether it be Adderall, Coke, meth, and was organizing his clothes and shit and stole money. Then the medication that makes you speed that he was on got stolen. Blah, blah, blah. Ends up being her or whatever. Um, the dad that he was initially in rehab with um, relapsed on alcohol. And the dad did crack too. Is now currently, um, and I've not said his name. So, um, you know. But um, in recovery works right now, um, Cambridge City again. While um, him and the daughter live in his house or what the fuck ever. I don't I don't even know. I think it's her house. I'm not really sure. His house, her house, who's ever house. Um, um, they're living together. And so, he has admitted to me that yes, they have been living together. Um, he was just here... At my work two nights ago, we kissed, um, loved, joked around, cool. Um, 
told me, you know, he missed me, agreed with me that no one will ever, could ever take each other's places, and we missed each other, and he said all the same stuff, too, that he loves me, but he also, at the same time, saying those good shit, like, he could be lying about that shit, too, because he looked me straight in my eyes and said, I have not fucked anybody. Well, how is some bitch saying that she loves you and she ain't fucked you yet? So you have fucked. Do I think he's made love with her? No. Am I probably telling myself to that protect myself? Yeah. Like, I'm sure she's initiated it and made it happen. I mean, but maybe, you know, sometimes people can do some dissociation or whatever the fuck. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, he's given in to, you know, the feeling of the sex, but not letting his whole entire heart and body be there, if that makes sense. Like... All I know is I know they have fucked. But I know him. And he will never be able to fucking orgasm with her like he has with me. I don't care if she's some fucking porno slut and can suck the baddest dick and can fuck upside down, twisted sideways. It don't matter. Like, until you have the comfortability with somebody, you're not going to be able to come as best as you can come. I don't give a fuck. So, that part will never be taken from us. So, there's that. Um, I'm pretty upset with his mom. Because his mom and I are really fucking cool and actually do care about her. Um, and she's a good mama and shit. So, that really fucking hurt my feelings. Because she said that she is going to tell me some stuff because she knows how it feels. Because the same thing happened with her and his dad. And his dad's mom wouldn't tell her. But the other lady did. And so, she's like, I'm just going to say yes. You know, he did bring somebody over. Um, I didn't even tell you the other shit. The fucking, the, the rehab called me. And was like, oh, well, he needs your husband's uh, phone number. And I'm like, uh, fuck you, no. And they're like, well, is, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, back up. I said, well, this is his wife, Tori, um, you know, and I'm sorry, I'm not saying my name. I'm like, this is his wife. And they said, oh, and the daughter's name. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and fucking say it. Hers is a normal name. So, you'd have to know the whole fucking last name. Danielle. And I'm like, no. My fucking... No. I'm his wife, Tori. And I've earned that motherfucking title. So, before I say something stupid, I hang the phone up. Because I am fucking loyal whether I matter what. Because I hate that shit. I hate a good fucking mad motherfucker and all of a sudden you're a snitch. So, no. That's not me. But... Then this fucking bitch calls back that I used to to talk to personally when my fucking husband was in there. 
So they're like, Tori, look, you know, like, he really needs his phone number, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you can tell dude he should have never set up his fucking crack core of a fucking daughter with my husband. And he's a bitch for that. And she's like, okay, I'll relay the information. I said, I hope you really do. Because that's fucked up. Okay, like, this bitch might think she's bad, but, like, she is not, like, at all. And I understand, like, that really doesn't matter sometimes. Like, it's how, you know, but, but you know, my friend made a good point. Any foundation that starts, like, she's with a man who's married, who has a family, who's in a DCS case, trying to get their child back, newly sober and living in your house like what do you think positive is going to come from that for either one of them not just her either one of them y'all are acting like fucking teenagers and listening to your fucking vagina and your dick because you're so fucked up about the rest of the shit in your fucking life okay and I know how motherfuckers talk on speed. And bitch talks like she's on speed. She's like, oh, you look at home. Uh -huh. Beep, beep, vroom, vroom. Like, no, bitch, you're talking like you're high. I ain't brand new, still smelling like the motherfucking store. Bitch, you are high on fucking crack or something. You're fucking high, bitch. You're high. Okay? You can't bullshit a bullshitter. Anyways, I'm acting all fucking hard right now and everything, but let me fucking tell you how I found out. Scrolling through Facebook, all fucking bebopity-doo, people you may know, a picture of my fucking husband with his arm wrapped him around another bitch. I was working at the time alone with customers walking up to me. I literally have fucking have a panic attack and puke at the same like I can't breathe. I feel like I'm going to faint. My fucking eyes start glazing over and I'm trying to fucking work at the same fucking time. I start looking through her shit, see fucking comments from his mom saying, oh, when she says she loves him, and oh, look at the fucking daddies with the ducks, and da 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 and we're getting ready to sleep, and fuck, and what a, she doesn't say that, but go to sleep together, and how each other, me, 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 she is ten years older than him, because I'm five and a half years older than him, you fucking weird bitch. You are 37 or 38 years old. This man is not even 30 yet. What the fuck are you doing? That's, this whole fucking thing is so weird. Which I have gotten a lot of advice about because, you know, even my sponsor was like, well, what is he doing with her then? If he's clean and trying to live a life like that, then why is he with her? And then, same type of thing. Why is she with him 
if she wants a good guy. Like, none of this makes any fucking sense to me. But, like, I know I'm handling it well, but, like, I'm hurt, guys, because I'll sit here after I'm done talking to y'all, and I'll sit here in silence. And I'll think about them fucking... And I'll think about the fucking looks he'd give me. And I wonder if he's given them to her. I wonder how she really makes him feel. I wonder if it's even at all, even a little bit legit. The feelings, that is. But what I do know is I deserve so much better, but it's so hard because the easy way out is getting under somebody else. The best way to get over an ex is to get under somebody else, but that's not me. I have to fucking fall in love with you mentally. Before I'll ever fuck you. Like. I gotta be comfortable with you 100 before I can even cuddle with you. I've been with this fucking man. Since beginning of 2015. And I haven't even fucking kissed another dude. I've been so fucking loyal to him. I've never even fucking just dry snitched on him at all. So the fucking betrayal is deep. Like, I legit love this fucking man. And he can't be... Like, why ain't he contacting me like, Hey, baby, you know, like, let's go half on a fucking weekly hotel. Because he wants to save his money. And fucking stay with her. Because it's a house. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how deep this gets. But then I find out that they're working together. So would he lose his place to live? And his fucking job? If he leaves her? Maybe that's what it is. And then he'd be fucked? Like, but that still ain't worth it, man. And hurting somebody. She's like, oh, I'll always be there for him. Oh, Bitch, he, he already has somebody who's there with him. And who has already been there for him. And I know how that fucking family talks. I know how Jonathan not They're going to make everything my fault. And I'm the addict. Bitch, I met him at rehab. Okay? He was already there. <laughs> Just saying. Like, I don't know. But I do want to tell you guys, like, all bullshit aside, yes, getting this shit out helps me, obviously. But I want to show you guys all the fucking trials and tribulations of life. And you can be clean. You can get your kids taken. You can see your husband with his arm around another woman while being homeless. 
not having anybody. And I'm clean, guys. I take all my medication exactly how I'm supposed to today. I don't want addict actions or addict thinking. And it's just as much as I go hard on recovery, I went fucking hard on addiction. I have no veins left in my body. And people say that, but I don't. I've got 31 gauge needles and went in the little veins in the palms of my hands. I went my boobs, I went my neck, I went my legs, I went my feet, I went my sides, I went my tummy. I went on my veins in my hands, the little ones right on your fucking fingernail. I went on my shoulders. I went everywhere you can go. So I'm going to treat recovery the same way. You now have an introduction to my life. And if I could show somebody that it's possible, that's my whole goal here. I want to help you while you guys are helping me. just want to fucking help someone. I want to stay clean. I want my baby boy back. I want to work. I want to find an apartment. I'm going to go ahead and close for the night for my past. But I am. I'm having a really hard time finding a place to live with the evictions. My next one... The only next past thing I'll talk about is besides my recent eviction because of the stupid one month, I had two other ones. I'll talk about those and I'll talk, talk about the, the housing issues um, that you have with a past like mine. Um, yeah, so um, I do appreciate you guys listening. Uh... I definitely hope I can bring you some laughter. But there's going to be every type of emotion here. It'll be 100% real and 100% honest. I can at least ensure that. Alright guys. Until next time. Stay safe. Be well. Take care.